Man, we're so glad that you're here today at Radiate Church, man, that you've chosen to, to jump in with us and learn from us and learn with us today. Hey, if you want to go ahead and turn in or own your Bibles right where you are, uh, Daniel chapter 3, we're going to hang out there today as we talk about how to have an even if faith. Listen, I want to open it up by just saying thank you. Uh, thank you for being the best church in the world. Thank you for being so amazing. Uh, Megan and I are so honored. Uh, to be your pastors and to uh, love on you and to grow with you during this time. We are not here just to gather, but we are here to make a massive difference in this world. And you help make that possible. I texted Megan uh, a little bit during this and I asked her uh, what it was looking like on social media because I was worshiping and helping with everything. And she said, there are so many people posting uh, about this, getting the word out. And I just want to tell you, thank you for that. Um, that is a massive help to reach as many people as possible. And we don't want to just do that while we're digital for a few weeks. We want to do that all the time. And so whenever that glorious day comes and we can gather back together again, we want to help make that possible. So thank you for being amazing and serving people the way that you are during, during this time. Um, I would, I need your help though. All right. So I'm going to be real honest. If you're part of Radiate Church, I need your help. Um, we have a, a large reach and God has blessed us with amazing things. I would love for you to do something. I'd love for whoever you are, whatever you do, it doesn't matter if you serve at the church or not. I just would love for you to call some people that you know that go to Ready 8 Church and just check up on them. Just see how they're doing, see if they need anything, see how you can serve them, how we can serve them. And if there's anything we can do, just let us know. Email us at youmatter, Y-O-U-M-A-T-T-E-R, at radiatechurch.net uh, so that we can do that and, and be a part of that. During this time, I want to encourage you to do something as well. Don't use this because most of you are off work, working from home, you're quarantined, you're isolated, whatever it is. Pastor Travis said it earlier, we were talking this week, I hate social distancing because we don't need the spirit, we don't need to socially distance, we need to physically distance, but we still need to gather, we still need to connect, we still need to gather together, and so there's opportunities to do that, and look out this week because we want to use this opportunity to grow, not just, you know, just stay away from each other, and so you'll see all kinds of resources and ideas coming out this week, uh, you saw some come out this past week, but we're going to put even more out this week, uh, in fact, here's one that you can look forward to tomorrow, we're going to post a schedule and we're going to do our own Radiate Church Netflix type thing uh, throughout the week. And there's going to be past series and past messages posted at certain times throughout the week. And so we want you to be a part of that. Share that for us. You'll see that come out tomorrow. A schedule will be out on the Monday of each week to let you know what that's going to be and what that's going to look like. We want you to grow together. Hey, get on FaceTime. Get on Google Hangouts. Whatever you got to do, connect with your life group. Connect with other things. You'll hear more about that coming up. And just use time to gather and grow spiritually intimate with God and not just socially distance from people, all right? And then here's what I want you to do real quick, all right? In the comments at some point, if you can do that, I know on the website, I don't think there's a, there's a chat box there. On YouTube there is, so if you can put this in there, tell us in the comments two to three people that you'll be reaching out to this week so that we can pray with them, to invite them to next week's message, or to reach out and just check on them so that we can pray with you on that. So, in times like this, uh, this is what I'm learning. In times like this, there's two to three types of people that show up in times of crisis. There's two types of people that show up in, in times of crisis. There are leaders and there are followers of Jesus. Those are the two types of people that show up in the times of crisis. People that are not leaders 
they fall back and they follow the leaders, right? It's not bad. That's just what happens. Leaders, natural leaders, always rise to the top, always step up to the front when crisis happens. So do followers, true followers of Jesus, step up and lead unintentionally in times of crisis. Here's why. Because in times of crisis, the grace and the goodness of God always steps up. And so when we're true followers of Jesus and we live by that grace and we live by that faith and we live in that goodness, I want you to know that those are the types of people that step up in times of crisis and in times of uncertainty because uncertainty breeds innovation. And so we find ways, we find the silver lining in the dark clouds. Followers of Jesus and leaders are very much the same. Leaders find innovation. They find ways to go digital when they're used to being physical. They find ways to make things happen no matter what. Leaders find ways to reach people in times when they shouldn't be reached, right? Followers of Jesus find a way to show people the grace, the goodness, and the love of God no matter what's happening. And so they always rise to the top. And I want to show you in Daniel chapter 3, there's these three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or uh, my daughter renamed one of them Madshach. Mad Shack. I don't know why. He's angry about something, apparently. I don't understand. We'll get him some counseling and help in that. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they were in this uncertain time where the king was decreeing and declaring that they had to worship him, and they had a faith that couldn't be shaken, and this uncertainty takes place, and they're like, no, I won't, I won't move from my stance. I won't move from what I believe. I'll stand firm in what I know to be as, as God. And, and here's what I want you to know. In uncertain times, remember, leaders rise, followers of Jesus rise. And so we're going to look at what that looks like in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. It's going to come right here on the screen. Uh, we're going to start in verse 16. It says this, Shadrach, or you can call it Madshack if you really want to, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king. So this is after the king shows up and he says, you have to bow down and you have to worship me. You have to love me. You have to be with me, right? He says, and this is their response. These three kids respond to the king and they say this, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, right? We do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. In other words, our life has already answered for us. We don't have to say a thing. Go on to verse 17 real quick. And let's see what that says. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the, blaze, from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Check this out. But even if he does not, circle that, highlight that, whatever you got to do in your, word, in your Bible. Even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. This is the stance that those three boys take. This is the stance that those three kids take. They look at him and they go, no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. That's not where we are. And I want to talk to you today about what it looks like and what it means and how we can have an even if faith. And even if faith, I think in times of uncertainty, right? In times of difficulty, and it's not, I'm not just talking about coronavirus, I'm talking about in our life in general. In times when our normality, <coughs> our usual, our usual, calm down, I just choked, that's all, it's, a, it's okay. In times when everything gets shaken up a little bit, what if we had an even if faith, that our faith was so strong, 
so tough in God that we wouldn't bow down and worship anything else, right? So the, here, please, please gather this before we get into three points. King Nebuchadnezzar is telling them to worship him in a time of uncertainty. That, hey, if you want to get through this, if you want to really uh, be something, you have to worship me. And they're going, no, 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 no. How many times has our paycheck looked at us and said, I know it's uncertain right now, worship me? How many times has social media, hey, worship me, bow down to me, look for approval in me, oh God of Facebook, right? Whatever it is, how many times have we worshipped gods that we had no right, no reason, no, uh, no worth in worshipping, but we done it because in the moment our normalcy was changed and we felt like that's the only out outlet we had. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, 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 I don't care what happens. I don't care the, 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 the untimeliness, the uncertainty, the hurt, the pain, the frustration. I don't care what takes place. King Nebuchadnezzar, I want you to know something, and I want you to know it with all honor and with all due justice. I will not worship anyone other than God. What if we took that stance? And I believe we can, and we should, and that is how we get through times like this. And so there's three things I want to talk to you about in this story, in this scripture, about how to have uneven, I mean, even, in, not uneven, not uneven, even if faith. Number one is this, that circumstances cannot shake you. Circumstances cannot shake you. Let's go uh, to, to 318 again, and I want to show you something. It says this, but even if... Even if two words that are life-changing, if we pay attention to what they say, even if, in other words, here's what they say. They say, hey, king, I want you to understand that this may, I know what God can do, but even if he does not, even if it doesn't take place like I think it can, even if it doesn't take place like I know that he can, even if his power doesn't show up in the way that I think that it can, even if, well, how many times have we looked and said, even if, even if my paycheck doesn't come through, I know that you're still God. Even if my answers are not, uh, my prayers are not answered the way that I thought, I know that you're still God. I want to give you this shareable today, this thought, right? I want to click over to this for just a second. It says this, what shakes you, what shakes you gives you an idea of where your stability is based. What shakes you gives you an idea of where your stability is faced. We're going to go back in just a minute to 316 in just a moment. But I want you to see this. What shakes you gives you an idea of where your stability is faced. If financial situations shake you to the point to where you question everything, you probably have too much basis on money. What shakes you gives you an idea of where your stability is faced. If disagreement with friends and spouses shake you to the point of questioning everything, you probably have too much, you worship acceptance more than you do God. Please hear me today. Whatever shakes you gives you, if, if the government shakes you to the point where you question everything, you probably put too much and worship a political party more than you do the kingdom of God. I just want you to hear me today. What shakes us gives us an idea, gives us an idea, gives us a, a, a thought towards what we are actually basing our stability on. Now, go, let's go back real quick. Let's go back to verse 16 or verse 18. I'm sorry. I'm going to hit this and we're going to go back, right? We are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They're looking at the king and they're going, hey, even if he doesn't show up like this, 
Even if it doesn't happen like I think it should happen, even if it doesn't take place like I think it'll take place, I will not ever bow down to any other God but the God. The God, even if, because the circumstance will not shake me. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 real quick. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom, catch this, which cannot be shaken. Which cannot be shaken. Coronavirus ain't shaking God. Please hear me. An economic uptick or downturn will not shake God. He doesn't work on our, our financial situation. He works in kingdom economy, not worldly economy. God trusts His power alone. It says, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. Because we serve a kingdom which cannot ever be shaken. When we know, when we know where our stability is. When we know that God is the God of the kingdom that will never change. When we know that what catches us off guard doesn't catch God off guard. When we know that nothing that we go through shakes His kingdom. When we understand that, when we grasp that, then I won't be shaken because my stability and my comfort and my peace is not found in what's happening to me. It's found in what God's doing through me. Because here's the thing, here, here, here's part of the, the issue in, in Christianity and followers of Jesus in times like this when we get shaken. It's this, we're more worried about what God's going to do to the situation that's bothering us rather than how He's going to change us. What if in the moment of isolation that we're in with our family, maybe what if we leaned in and said, God, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. This is not my normal routine. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm aggravated. This isn't right. I'm scared. I'm anxious. What if we said, God, what are you trying to show me in this moment? What if we turned off the news for a moment? Like, stay informed. I'm all about that. I stay informed. I know what's going on. What if we said, I'm going to turn off the news and I'm not going to get fearful. I'm not going to get anxious. I'm going to get into His Word and I'm going to go, God, what are you trying to speak to me right now? God, what do you want to change in me? God, what happens in me? Because uncertainty shouldn't change our faith, but it should challenge our knowledge. Hear me. Let me say that again. Uncertainty should not change our faith. I know we're in uncertain times. We're in unprecedented times. Nobody knows what's happening in the world today, but it shouldn't change our faith. It should challenge our knowledge, though. If I don't come out of this knowing more than I did when I went in, I haven't taken full advantage of what God's trying to do in me because He can only do through you what you've allowed for Him to do in you. You can't ask Him to use you to change people's lives if you won't let Him change yours. I'm a part of a kingdom. A kingdom, not just heaven, not just a family. I'm a part of a stinking kingdom, a rulership, a governorship called the kingdom of heaven. And it will never be shaken by anything that I go through. That's how big my God is. So first of all, our circumstances can't shake us. The second, second way to have, even if faith is this, we have to remember we're not alone. We're not alone. Go to, go to Daniel chapter 3 verse uh, 25. That was the wrong one. What's Daniel 3.25. There it is. He said, look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Please, please pay attention to this. 
three boys were thrown in. Four men were walking about. Catch this. Three boys by age were thrown into the fire. Four men were loosed and walking about. It doesn't say I see three boys that are bound walking around with one man. That it says the fire grew them up. They went from being boys to being men. They went from being bound to being loose. It was the fire that brought the freedom that they needed to grow up in their faith, to mature in their faith, and become what they needed to be in the moment. They were no longer boys that were bound by religion, bound by law, bound by a kingdom. They were now men that were loosed in the freedom of God, in the freedom of His kingdom, in the freedom of His mercy, and they were walking around with Jesus, it says that He was like the Son of a God. Jesus was walking with them. you got to know if you're going to have even if faith. You have to know this. Jesus is walking with you. Your church is walking. Why is it so important to gather together? Why is it so important not to socially distance, just physically distance? Why? Because we don't need to walk through this alone. You don't need to sit in a place of isolation unless the doctor told you to, and then we can connect on FaceTime. Stay in your house. Abide by the laws. Get on FaceTime. Get on Zoom. Get on Google Hangout. Talk to your group. Talk to your team. Whatever you got to do, get in a place to where we're spiritually growing. We're socially growing, but we're physically distancing for a moment because maybe in the fire is the moment you grow from a boy to a man, from where you go from being bound to being loose, from where you're walking alone to where you're walking in a group. Lean into that in this time. I, I, I love the story in uh, when Moses is leading the Israelites from the Egyptian slavery. And when they're in the wilderness and they're walking around, it says that God brought a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day to guide them and direct them. And it says that there were certain parts where they'd set up the temple and they'd set up their gathering place. And when the cloud of God would move, they would move. And when the cloud of God would stay, they would stay. In other words... They never wanted to be alone. They never wanted to be without the power of God, so they went where He went. Hear me today, church. Hear me today, individual. Hear me today, family. I want you to hear me. You are not alone in this. You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to hurt alone. You don't have to worry alone. But we have a church that is here for community, but you've got a God that is wrapping His arms around you right where you are today. I know you may be hurting. You may have lost your job. You may know somebody that's struggling with this sickness. Whatever it is, I want you to know you are not alone. You're walking in the fire. You can be loosed. You can grow up, and you can walk with Jesus. It's the fire that can bring about the transformation. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. I keep pushing that a little too hard. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. Hear this, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. And then gather this, he will not fail you nor forsake you. I want you to know something. He's walking with you in the midst of the fire of whatever you're dealing with. He will not fail you. He will not walk away from you. He will not let you down. He was always there for you. He was always pushing you and your anointing. He will not fail you. He will, all, he will never forsake you. He will always lift you up. He will always hold your hand and He will always love you no matter what. You are not alone ever. And the last one is this. I want you to, I want you to hear this. So we have, to, we have to know that our circumstances can't shake us. We have to know that we're never alone. 
and how to have a, 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 an even-if faith at, at the last one is this. Tell your story. Tell your story. Let's go to Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. It says, Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, or Machak, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants. If you, if you go, keep, keep going because there's more to that. I'll, I'll go there. Who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded their bodies so as not to serve or worship any god except their own. Hear me. Their story impacted the king so much that it changed his life. In fact, at the end, he decrees that now everyone must worship God, and the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and nobody can talk bad about that God because he saw the power that God could bring. Hear me, there even if faith not only changed them, not only grew them up, not only brought about power and freedom and transformation in their life, there even if faith changed the life of the king and everybody else's too. It brought worship not just from them it brought worship from everybody else what if us holding our story what if us holding our testimony to our personal self is keeping someone else from worshiping the god that we know tell your story get it out there i know there may be some damning things in there there may be some things that are frustrating and hurtful there may be some things that you got to uncover from the past that you don't even want to talk about anymore but i want you to know that they need to hear your story and here's why your story may change someone else's life isn't it interesting that the same clothes that they were thrown into the fire with are the same clothes they walked out of it with. Let me think about it. Let me put it to you like this. This is how I internalized and thought about it this week. I asked myself this question. Are the clothes that I'm wearing in my life, my life, my example, my attitude, my prayer, my worship, all that, are the clothes that I'm wearing able to go into a fire and still come out unscathed? Wow, wow, that's good. Or do I need to change before I get into the fire? Is my attitude need to change? Because when it gets in the fire, it'll probably burn up because it's not righteous. It's not covered. It, 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 does my heart need to shift? Does my intentionality need to shift? Does my prayer life, does my worship life, what needs to change about me before I get in the fire? Because when I get in the fire, it may change everything. The same clothes. I love it because the same person they were when they went in, the only difference was they were men when they came out, they were boys when they went in. But it was the same clothes that got them through both seasons. Your righteousness, our heart for God, our heart and our belief, our even if faith. If we believe God and we trust God and we worship God and we live by the book and we go, Hey God, it's not about rules and regulations. It's about heart and transformation. God, what is it about me that needs to shift because I want to walk out of the fire with the same righteousness that I walked in with because you're growing me and because I'm leaning into you and I'm trusting you no matter what. And they went through the fire, but the fire didn't define them, but it marked everybody else. The fire didn't define... It says their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. In other words, the only thing that other people had to go off of was the reputation of their story. The reputation of their story. What was God doing in them? What did God change in them? And that's what He had to go off of. He didn't smell like smoke because the fire didn't define them. It just allowed them to draw people closer to Him.
So today I want you to know that as we go and we have this, this even if faith, as we live this life in uncertain times, as we go through trials, as we go through tribulations, I don't know what it is. Maybe even, no, I don't even want to say it's just bad things. As we go through great times in our life, even if faith is what gets us through, because we can develop this thought that the only thing, the only time we need an even if faith is when everything's going to hell. No, I need an even if faith now. I need an even if faith then, when it's good and when it's bad. So I want you to do something this week. Here's kind of an interactive next step, and I'm going to pray. we got one more worship song I want, to, I want you to in, in, engage in, but it's this. Take some time this week and post your story of what God has done in your life on social media. Post your story. Tell your story. As many details as you can, whatever it looks like, tell your story. Because your story may change someone else's life. Your story may be the story that brings somebody else closer to their story. Whatever that looks like. And maybe today you're sitting out there and you're going, I don't have a story with Jesus because I don't even really fully, I've never given in my life. Hey, I just want you to know, you don't have to be sitting in the rows of a church to give your life to Jesus. Jesus is there. He loves you where you are, but entirely too much to leave you there. He's in your living room. He's in your car. He's wherever you are right now. And he's saying, I want your life, your whole life, your heart. I want it all. And the way that we start in even if faith is the Bible tells me that I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is Lord, that he died for my sins, that he's given me a new life. As John 10, 10 says, I came to give life and life to the fullest. I just want you to know something. That's where even if faith starts. You're not too messed up. You're not too bad. Right where you are, Jesus wants you. And so I would love nothing more than for all of us to just bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're at a place to where you want to give your life to Jesus today, I dare you, I challenge you in this moment to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. I give you everything that I have. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've given me a chance to be with God. Today I say that you died for my sins. You rose for my freedom. And daily you empower my walk with you. I give you my life give you my heart. And from this day forward, I want to live with you forever. Church, I don't know who prayed that, and I don't know how many prayed that, but can we just give it up for people today that gave their hearts to Jesus all over this place? Here's what I want you to know. I want to walk with you. If you gave your life to Jesus today, if you prayed that prayer and you confessed with your mouth and believed with your heart, here's what I want to do. I want to walk with you. Would you email us at youmatter, Y-O-U-M-A-T-T-E-R at radiatechurch.net and let us know so that we can walk with you. Church, I love you. We're going to sing one more worship song because I believe it's a great way to end this message. My prayer, my hope, my heart is that we walk out with an even if faith. Come on, church.